When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, welcome back to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron. And joining me, as always, is the amazing, illustrious, no, incredible, no, awesome no. Ariel. Oh, I wasn't very awesome last episode. Okay, well, I? that doesn't count. Huh. Huh. <laughs> okay, I forgot. I didn't forget to mention you weren't in the last episode. We huh. just got really heavy into talking before the episode. And I may have gone right into recording with Kex. So this is what I. we call a terrible excuse <laughs> and a bold-faced lie. Um, so Ariel's here, but we also have a very special guest joining us today. And uh, we're going to talk about timey-wimey shenanigans with none other than the man of the hour. Hello, <laughs> I'm Hanny from the First Encounter podcast. I was I was leaving an intro for you. I wanted you to just just berate the crowd with your fantastic wonderfulness. Why would he want to berate <laughs> the fans? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's that's my wonderfulness. I'm uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling good tonight. Mm. Just like a little little calm, little chill, having a having a good night, having a good time. Well, I mean, it's fine. It's like a Tuesday, <laughs> and I'm. It's fine. It was a day. It was it was a day. <laughs> Um, so we, uh, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna talk some timey-wimey shenanigans in the Legend of Zelda series, and I know we've been focused on the Ocarina of Time for this arc of our series, however, I thought it was, especially with our Discord popping now with all these new theories, Breath of the Wild 2's coming out soon, I thought it was time to really put a lid on what is happening with time shenanigans throughout the Legend of Zelda series. And it's perfect timing because aren't you guys currently playing through Majora's Mask on your guys' pod? We are. So uh, if you're not familiar with the First Encounter podcast, uh, my co-host Chris and I take turns uh, forcing each other to play a beloved childhood game of our own uh, and preferably to date one that the other has not played uh, and kind of taking the, the helm on introducing them to that game and uh, in season one, Chris had me playing through Final Fantasy VII for the very first time, captured all my real uh, emotions, reactions uh, in real time, and uh, mixed them into a retelling of the story uh, that we called the talk through and uh, broke that down into about 30 episodes. Uh, and then we're now having Chris play through Majora's Mask and uh, we're... Oh, yeah, Chris can't listen to this because of spoilers <laughs> anyway, so I can actually tell you exactly where he is. He is... Uh, 
at Great Bay trying to get into the pirate, uh, into Pirate Cove and has not quite figured out how to get into Pirate Cove <laughs> as of two days ago. So uh, I think in in real life, we're just about caught up with Chris. Um, I think we have a couple of episodes that uh, have not released from us yet of him having a real real Romani ranch of a time. I almost had Lon Lon ranch. I got to get my Zelda straight here. Uh, real Romani ranch of a time. Um, and uh, yeah, so we're, we're also struggling with time, but in a much different concept. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, yeah. Uh, come over to first encounter podcast, check us out and listen to uh, Chris play Majora's mask. But before you do that, finish this episode because uh, you're already here listening to it and you should. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so with that intro, I think we should dive into. Let's see, we've got so many different timey wimey things to dive into here. Do you have any you want to pick out first? So are we we're we're covering all of Legend of Zelda? Yes, every every aspect of it where we've had to deal with some sort of time manipulation. So the ones that spring immediately to mind that I've played that have time uh, time manipulation or time something going on uh, because I have not played every Zelda game. Uh, I do need to say that up front. <laughs> um, but um, the ones that I think spring to mind are uh, obviously Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, um, as well as uh, I would make a case for Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons, uh, the Game Boy games. Um, it's not exact, but there's like some there's some some shenanigans, mm-hmm. um, some shifting. Um, what other ones? What other ones come to mind for you? Those are those are my big ones. Obviously, Majora's Mask uh, probably is my number one uh, for what springs to mind. But what else we got? Hmm. Ariel, what else do you have? Well, I brought a lot of stuff for Breath of the Wild. <gasps> I'm ready for this. I'm very excited about that Ooh. game. Have you had a chance to play Breath of the Wild yet? I bought it the day I got my Switch. I got my Switch as a wedding present, so four years ago, <laughs> uh, as you're both well aware now. Um, is uh, uh, I got it as a wedding present, and it was the first game I bought, and I played about two seconds of it, and then my friends messaged me who bought it, bought me the Switch for uh, the wedding present, and were like, hey, go download Smash, we're gonna play right now. And then I played Smash, kind of forgot about Breath of the Wild for a while, and it, it kind of just kept getting buried lower and lower in my Switch library as I bought more stuff, uh, like like more more titles. And now it's getting to an embarrassing point where I desperately need to go play it because <laughs> I've had it for so long and there's a sequel coming out mm-hmm. and I have a podcast that is covering Legend of Zelda items and I feel like someone's going to figure out soon that I don't know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't tell anyone. You guys would never, never, anyone, right? never, never, never record that and put that out. We're totally can't see my finger quotes right now. Uh, <clears throat> we're totally going to cut this out of the episode. <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, wow. <laughs> Burn. Uh, so we, there may be a few spoilers for here for you here with this episode. Oh, I'm totally cool with spoilers <laughs> as long as it's not for Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, you see, the ending is. <laughs> Maybe not that cool. <laughs> oh gosh! All right. So, so some of the time shenanigans that I can point out uh, the series, the ones you mentioned most definitely. Some other ones that uh, 
often we forget about our Skyward Sword. The very ending of Skyward Sword. We also have some time shenanigans happening in Wind Waker, though they're very brief. It's and it's not really I wouldn't constitute it as time manipulation as much as I would kind of, you know, almost like seeing things from the past. And it's just kind of like visual. So I don't think we're going to focus on that one too much because you don't really impact anything time wise. You just kind of see things or hear things or, you know, Uh, but a definite one that comes to mind with time manipulation is is Age of Calamity which I know is not a canon title in the series. You actually made me cock my head there because I was like, how, how have I, how, what, what is that? I, oh, I don't no. know what that is. And I was like, <clears throat> I, I feel like, I feel like I should have known if it was at least like a title, like a main entry line, but it sounds like it's, it's fan made maybe? No. What's, what, what's um, so this? Age of Calamity is actually a game created by Nintendo. Um, and it is an alternate take on the events of Breath of the Wild. And it is, this is why I say time shenanigans. For anyone who has not played Age of Calamity and doesn't want spoilers, you should stop listening right here and fast forward until I say no more Age of Calamity. Because <laughs> they'll know when that is. I will say no more Age of Calamity. <laughs> so... I, I get I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, okay, yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, long story short, Age of Calamity is what would have happened if a little tiny friendly robot would have gone back into time from current Breath of the Wild timeline to the past a hundred years before Link was put to sleep and warned them of the coming of the calamity. And during this, that very same robot uses time manipulation to bring allies from the future to the past to help them stop the calamity a hundred years ago. And it is all based off of the um, Dynasty Wars style of gameplay. So you are literally oh, just cool. mashing like through crowds. Yeah, mashing through yeah. crowds of enemies. It's great fun if you just want to hack and slash your way through things. Was that... Was it, is it a Hyrule Warriors? Type? Yes, yes. It's okay. Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. So got it. Okay, yeah. okay. This is starting to ring more of a bell now. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, we have a lot of time shenanigans in that one. Like that whole game is nothing I but time shenanigans. <laughs> so to get this episode kicked off in the right way, I think it only right that we start from the very beginning of our time shenanigans, and we discuss the demise time shenanigans. Sounds good to me. What do you say, Ariel? Go for it. Let's do it. All right. So um, nutshell here, we have at the end of Skyward Sword, we have Link having to use time portals to go back and forth to fix things and change things. And, you know, all of the jazz that Link does to get to the end result of stopping demise. Stopping? Stopping. (laughs) It's a word now. So I get it. Like, I get what it like. I, I you know, like, it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah stop stop it. I understand. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah. Hey, he's got my back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we we stopping. Uh, we we're stopping and 
uh, demise and his time shenanigans as we eliminate the one in the current timeline. Then we have to go back in time because <sighs> demise's, you know, right hand stable boy comes and brings Zelda and does his whole thing. So we have to fight demise in the past. Now, because we fight demise in the past, the argument has been made demise does not exist in the future. Ooh. Yes. However, paradox loop. Mm-hmm. This is where things get tricky. And this is why I wanted to talk about it first, because this happens in Ocarina of Time too. We have a split in the timeline. We have a demise of the past being defeated who places the curse initially on Link, Zelda, and himself. Then we have the demise of the future who was slain by Link. This is also where people get really confused because they're like, well, there was a hero before Link of the Skyward Sword series. However, the argument can be... Isn't that just Link? Yes. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah. the argument can be made. It was the very same Skyward Sword Link because he went in the past and defeated Demise. So there's a whole lot of convolution here and chaos and confusion. How my question with this is, first for Haney, how would you... How do you personally feel this is cleared up? So, I have not played Skyward Sword. I do need to <laughs> put that out to the wall. But I am a massive fan of time travel in general and paradoxes and anything to do with uh, the... Uh, I'm going to be real. The pseudoscience of time travel. Like, I really love like that fringe stuff. Like, it, it's very fun, right? Like, I don't hurt anyone. <laughs> I like <laughs> I like what I like. <laughs> don't judge don't me. Judge. But um, so I, I always have a problem with um, an event in the future causing you to go back in time and destroy the ability to or destroy the reason why you traveled back in the first place, because that automatically builds you in a loop because if you had no reason to go back or if you defeat the same person in the past, a hundred years previously, um, within the same timeline for sake of argument, we'll say it that way, because I believe that time travel is typically within a timeline. Still. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really subscribe that you can jump between, uh, realities, uh, with time travel in particular. I think dimension jumping is a different thing and you can do both in, uh, you know, some, some media, uh, but I think for sake of argument, the time travel that happens in Zelda is very um, magic based, which makes me think that you would probably just go back and forth in, in one timeline. So that being, you hit a point in the future where something causes you to go back in the past to defeat the same person that you're trying to defeat in the future. That automatically poses a problem to me that if you defeat them in the past and you live out the rest of that timeline back up to where it was, you have no reason to travel back in time and defeat someone in the past or do anything in the past mm -hmm. right? it's the it's very similar to like like i love terminator but like it's, it has the same kind of problem right and oftentimes you just overlook that because again like time travel as far as we know isn't real so it's fine to um take everything with a um i call it like a, a little bit of a um like a suspension of disbelief right like you just it, it it's it's fine that it doesn't work scientifically mm -hmm. or magically or mathematically or whatever like it's 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 totally fine because you're entertained by something that's meant to be entertaining so like a lot of people myself included most of the time just suspend the disbelief and enjoy the thing however that's not what we're <laughs> here to do we're here to dissect this let's thing. go so so 
I don't like automatically that from what it says. And and again, I haven't played Skyward uh-huh. Sword, so I do. If I say something wrong or that it didn't happen that way, please please let me know. But it sounded like uh, the villain's name is Demise, uh-huh. and you are engaged with him in a battle in the present, and that causes something causes you to need to travel back in time to defeat him in the past. Yes. Uh, instead. Yes. Okay. I don't like it because. It, it gets you into that loop that I was talking about earlier. So resolution wise, I think what I would prefer to have is something that I've seen in some media where they address uh, stale timelines or un- no longer necessary timelines when you when you um, uh, make a change. So there's a I, I, I don't know if either of you are fans of um, like British sci fi comedy, which is a very <laughs> weird uh, niche niche thing. But like uh the 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 um, show that comes to mind is a, a great show from the '80s that's still somehow going on today, very uh, wildly called Red Dwarf. Okay, um, yeah. And Red Dwarf's fantastic, very fun show. Big recommend. Um, it's very cozy. They have a couple of episodes that deal with um, with timelines uh, that are no longer pertinent, and they usually call it um, something like causality healing itself. And that healing usually means that whatever timeline that you change so aggressively that it can't be, um, it can't be like uh, reconciled anymore. It just gets deleted, and then a new timeline forges forward. So, I think what would have to happen for that to make sense is that the timeline where Link had been engaged with demise in the present or future. Um, that timeline just ceases to exist. It just gets deleted. And the timeline starting from where he defeats Demise in the past, moving forward is what uh, would have to would have to occur, essentially. And then that changes it so that it wasn't two events that happened. It was one event that always happened. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So I like this. So that is the reality of what should have happened. <laughs> Okay, now what? Now what actually happened... (laughs) What are you going to lay on me? (laughs) That's what should have happened. The reality of what actually happened is what happens multiple times in the series, which is I like to call the Back to the Future effect, where we have a timeline split, where we have two separate timelines that coexist together. But as we know, if we listen to the doc, the Back to the Future timeline uh, theory is essentially two timelines cannot coexist. So what I like to think of what happens in The Legend of Zelda too often is the Back to the Future concept, which is for anybody who's seen Back to the Future, they know that when the doc is trying to explain timelines to Marty, he explains that when you create a huge difference in a timeline, whether it be you can predict what happens with, you know, games and you become a millionaire because you're betting on all the right outcomes. Right. Or my plan, which would be to uh, just grab a uh, uh, like something that's worth like a whole bunch of like a beanie baby <laughs> because I'm dumb. Like I wouldn't like think like I don't know how to do stocks or anything like that. Right. Like because I'm not smart. I'm I'm just a guy. And like so my thought being the dumbass that I am, if I can use such strong language on your show. We'll edit it. Uh, <laughs> my, be, being who I am, I know that 
my idiot butt would just go and buy a Beanie Baby and be like, yeah, this is going to be worth a billion dollars later. Not real, like, just somehow not remembering all of the future knowledge that I have that, A, that's going to be stupid and not work, and B, like, there's so many other things you could do. Like, it's probably even better to just, like, like rob someone or something than to just, like, bank on a Beanie Baby. (laughs) This is not an advocacy for robbing people. Please don't rob people. Robbing is bad. Even if you're a time traveler. Uh, unless you're Link and you break pots. Apparently that's okay. But anyway. <laughs> I don't know, man. The the Zoras will charge you 10 bucks a pot uh, in Great Bay if you break them. So. Zoras got it. Well, the Zoras got it together. They know what's up. <laughs> that's like the only thing they had together. Just wait till that episode of ours comes out. That that place is not good. It's I not, didn't remember how not it's good not it's, great. it is. I don't like any of it's it. It's not great. <laughs> Uh, But uh, so, yeah, so basically the explanation is the timeline splits at that point. Whatever you did to greatly deviate the timeline, it splits. Now, because the timeline cannot be split, eventually it will come to a point where it will collapse in on itself. And through it collapsing, will create a whole new merging timeline or cease that timeline to exist. So because the points merge and it causes this calamity and this collapse what I would argue is that eventually this leads us to the Ocarina of Time timeline which causes a virgin's point so now we're getting to something that you know about Haney yeah yeah, I'm I'm, I'm now we're going so basically because of this whole merging unmerging causing different timelines existing at the same time we're brought to Ocarina of Time and a very popular theory out there is essentially and Kex talked about this last episode and we've talked about it a ton in the discord uh, I think Azra has even brought some things into this conversation in the discord but anyway we've talked about the fact that there are two points in which the timeline dissects from the original timeline in Ocarina of Time and some of that is confirmed and supported by Nintendo through the Hyrule Historia. Oh, um, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, the working theory here, and Ke- this is Kex's heavy working theory, and I've just sprinkled some of my own input, uh, as many others have, such as Azra and whatever. A bunch of people. <laughs> it's a laundry list of people. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but the working theory here is that the divergent point we get in Hyrule Historia is we get, you know, there's two divergent points and then there's the original fallen timeline that we were supposed to have. But what if there were actually two divergent points? One where we draw the sword and we're put into slumber, and the second is actually the outcome of the battle with Ganon. Because there's a lot of convoluted information, such as in the fallen timeline, the hero of time is known as a knight. Well, we were a kid when we pulled the sword. How are you a knight of Hyrule? Like that doesn't who's yeah, who's knighting who's knighting you? you? <laughs> so That's irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave this nine year old a sword? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, you're an adult now. I can let you leave Clock Town. <laughs> you have a weapon. Oh <laughs> uh, again, if you have not listened to the first encounters playthrough of Majora's Mask you need to you are not getting any of this 
<laughs> we have fun. We ha- yeah, this is lots of fun. But uh, but yeah, so essentially we have this point in the timeline where we have this divergence. And I believe this is where we first have our cataclysmic, you know, collapse back in where what I believe in this point is that the fallen timeline link has become deceased because he has fallen to Ganon in either our link, our big boy link, when he comes out with his sword seven years later, is either a direct reflection of this fallen timeline link, which would explain the muscles, the ear piercings, the I can now wield a sword like I know what I'm doing. Or right, all the stuff that's like, how? yeah, like you were in you were in a coma. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is. The, how does this happen? Or that link has actually taken over the fallen timeline link's body. Like the fight has already happened. He's fallen and he's already taken over the body. Like his mind and soul and, you know, essence take over the body. So one, one question I have about that, and this might be explained through further theories, um, is uh, link is always referred to as the hero of time. Right. And it's always technically like it's, it's the same spirit, but a different vessel. Right. Is that how people typically take the, the reincarnation or the, the like, the hero of time aspect because that's how i've always like and and again like i've only like i've, I've played games I've, i really enjoy what i've played but i haven't i have never dived super deep into like some of the past lore mm-hmm. stuff um which is why i'm here because i want to learn um <laughs> i like learning i like learning, learning it's cool. yeah. i've always taken it to be that it's uh the same like warrior spirit and then it's just reincarnated into a dude who happens to look pretty similar to himself every time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually not too far off. So long story short, Demise placed a curse. Demise is the original Ganon, essentially. Demise placed a curse that his okay. rage and hatred towards the essentially, you know, the people who dwell on the land is going to constantly re just con constantly just kind of come back every time. Be- so his, his rage is manifested as Ganon is yes. Manifested as um, it's manifested in multiple different things throughout the game series. So you have in Minish cap, it's uh, Vati in legend of Zelda, you know, Ocarina of time it's Ganon and pretty much the rest of the time it's mostly like, Ganon, but was it like Wiz- Wizrobe and um, was it the, Oh gosh, what was that game? Uh, Link to the past. No, no link to the, see, that's the thing is, is that at that point it becomes mostly Ganon. Um, yeah, <clears throat> there was, there was a game I used to play. It might've been a, maybe links awakening. Uh, Man, it's been it's been too long, but it was like it was a wizard that I thought was like the the main. Yeah, instead of it Ganon. is the like dark evil wizard Ganon. Oh, that's right. There's the, he does the little yep. thing at the yep. yeah. Okay, yeah, yep. I remember. Um, yep, yeah, but yeah, yeah so yep, yep. for the rest of the series, it's pretty much just Ganon. But for the first part before Ganon's born, it's Vati. But that same curse also cursed not only Link, but Zelda to constantly be reborn as well to combat the curse. Zelda is Hylia reincarnated as a as a Hylian and uh, Link is the hero and the hero title changes throughout the ages. So you have the hero of man was the first one and you have the hero of Minish and then you have the 
you know, just so on and so forth until we get to Ocarina of Time. It's the hero of time. And then you have the, you know, it just kind of spirals out. The title always changes, but it's always the same essence. So long winded answer to yes. And <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think you were, um, I think you were making a, a point though about, um, the, like with the, the points where the, the timeline splits, uh, into Ocarina. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, essentially it's just, we have a split that ends in a collision that creates another split. So thoughts on that, you two. The breakpoints in the timeline. Um, where, where do they happen um, in the like? I know there's the is it the the hero is victorious like child timeline? Is that what so the official timeline is what it's called? Um, I know it's similar. Yeah. So you have. I don't think I'm right. Hero is fallen results in most of the classic games. Right. Uh, hero is. Uh, victorious results in the adult timeline, which is Wind Waker and, you know, Phantom Hourglass. And then the, I like to call the Narc timeline, where Link goes back in time and narcs out Ganon, results in the child timeline, which is um... My favorite game. Yes. <laughs> so you have Majora's Mask is the next one, and then you have, after that, you have um, Twilight Princess. Yeah. Twilight Princess. Yeah. So, yeah. And then... Um, yeah. Okay. So, so where, where do the, the breaks, um, so you said there was two, now two breaks instead of one break, right? So, yeah. So there's the original timeline as explained in the Hyrule Astoria is the fallen timeline. The break from that is the child is the child narcs, uh, or (laughs) the hero is victorious, which results in the adult and child timeline respectively. So those are the two breaks. Dude, there's so much timey-wimey shenanigans in Zelda already. They didn't even need to put it in the games. They were just, they could have just been like, oh yeah, the story in and of itself is wild. <laughs> um, I, I like to believe that if you subscribe to um, theories of like, uh, of, alternate universes uh, being like parallel threads of a of, uh, universe where every decision you make splits off into a new universe. Uh, I like that idea for the Zelda universe because it kind of allows for all of the weirdness to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, where it, it, it all comes down to basically how Link reacted and like kind of what the trickle down effects of that were. And you kind of see that like, I think it's called like the, the, the butterfly effect, mm-hmm. right? Like a uh, um, the a, you know a monarch flaps its wings in Iowa and a hurricane happens in Mexico. I think is the what they usually say something like that. But um, the uh, the idea of being able to kind of look down a scope of all of the possible like outcomes of a time I find very fascinating. Like in the movie The Butterfly Effect, or um, if you've ever played. Um, uh, Life is Strange. Uh, it's a very, very good game that deals heavily with the butterfly effect as well. Um, I like the thought that maybe, and that this is just like something I'm forming right now, so uh, it's not fully baked, but I like the idea that all of the timelines are are valid and real in that it's still the original fallen hero kind of being able to look down that like tunnel of all of the possible realities of like 
Almost like that gif of like uh the like the the person standing there and like the machine like the the numbers and like the arithmetic going all over the 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 face. Um kind of like that, but in a more serious way of like given like kind of his superior, you know, um like strength and, and like his like warriors you know like not just his warrior spirit, but like the the fact that he's like so like the hero of so much and he's like you know like the hero of time. It makes sense to me that he would be granted some sort of like ability to kind of foresight down a tunnel and see all of the like possibilities of if I do this, that's how it's going to get. Mm. And we get to play down those possible timelines and then that also frees like everyone up at Nintendo <laughs> and uh in the story rooms at Zelda to be like, yeah. Yeah, let's do that because then we can do anything. We can do whatever we want. Um but my 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 thoughts on having like um kind of that that Skyward Sword split off into everything else um idea. I I really want to play Skyward Sword now. <laughs> really it's uh, a great game. But but um I I like the idea that that all of the that every <laughs> This is so like this sounds so like cheesy and like trying to be diplomatic, but I like the idea that everyone's theory can be right mm-hmm. because when you're dealing with time stuff, you can bake that in pretty easily. That yeah, everything is like it's all real. It just depends on like which branch you live on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, and that you know what, and that gives us a perfect time to go to a mid break. Yeah. Get- Hey, Ariel. What? We uh, we're in the middle of the show. It's awful middle in here. God bless America. <laughs> Why do you do this to me? You take it away from me every time. Yeah, that's that's what I do. Yeah. <sighs> well, well, since we're in the middle and you've already taken the fun from me, do we want to thank some special people? We do want to thank some special people, and I also want to issue out a formal apology. I'm sure you all are still recovering from that horrible, horrible, sad attempt of a joke (laughs) from last episode. That was solid. That was a solid dad joke. No, 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 no. Oh. Even Kex agreed with me. It was... (laughs) And I wasn't even there. I agreed when I edited the episode. <laughs> it was whoo. So I'm so sorry, listeners, that you had to put up with that. Ooh. So mean to me. But you know who we can be nice to to change the tone? Everyone but you. Uh, I was thinking uh, more our uh, oh so amazing patrons that allow us to do this wonderful show. Oh, yeah, them. Yeah, we can thank them. Yeah. So uh, we should thank our uh, oh-so-lovely goddess-level patron, Kex. And we should also thank our Hyrule Royalty patron, uh, Paul Butt. And we should also thank our Sheikah patrons, Deadeye and Relic to Redman. And we must not forget our Kokiri patron, Remington Cloutier. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Amazing. You know who else is awesome? Who's that? The listeners. Well, of course the listeners are awesome because they allow us to do the show as well. They allow us to do this? They allow show? us, yes, because if they didn't listen, we wouldn't have a podcast. 
If they were just like, nope, boycott Legend of Zelda Lorecast, we would cease to exist. <laughs> we need ears to hear us. Thank you, listeners, for your ears. Because that's not creepy Lend at all. Lend us an ear. <laughs> Lend us an ear. Um, but anyway, with our thanks and uh, oh so special whatever that was out of the way. <laughs> We derailed that. Thank you real quick. Um, we have to start uh, talking some special merch. Or did you bring us a uh, oh so wonderful article this time, Ariel? You see, I was gone for a week, right? Yeah. But I still remember this is when you read reviews. Wow, I did drop the ball on that one, didn't you I? Did. I you did. I did. I was going to read reviews after the... I, I'm just really excited to talk about what I brought. <laughs> well, since we're already here... Oh? I did not read an article. Oh. I know. Let I down. failed. I failed epically. However, I did bring something cool. Oh? Yeah. You've piqued my interest again. What do we have? Um, I should always pique your interest. However, this comes from Etsy. Oh? And this comes from otherworldly artisans. And it is Ocarina of Time Hyrule map poster. I'm listening. Yeah, and it's it's pretty cool. It's actually extremely detailed. Let me show you a picture. Like it's it's a map. It's a map map. I want it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> I want that now. That is super detailed. Yeah, this is pretty awesome. And the best part is it's not that expensive. It's $20. Go buy it. Go buy it. <laughs> so um, the $20 one is an 8 by 12 inch poster. They have a 20 by 30 inch for 45, a 12 by 18 for 35, and a 24 by 36 for $60. Okay. Yeah. So buy it. just buy, buy the it. biggest one. Yeah. Because that makes sense. You need the biggest one, like hands down. Uh, yep. Yeah. No, it's really. It actually is really pretty. I'll put the link. Oh my gosh! In the show notes. <laughs> so uh, with that, um, I also brought merch today. Mine's a little pricier though. But it's definitely cool. Haney, Haney and I are going to get matching ones. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we have here is a men's legendary Hylian shield edition blue leather jacket. Now, this comes in real leather or vegan leather. Your choice. Uh, I would go the vegan because it's cheaper. Um, and, you know, no animal cruelty thing, you know. Yeah, don't, don't, yeah, no, anyway. Um, <laughs> no judging here, though, so go with whatever you love. Um, but the price for this guy is vegan leather is at $199, and real leather is at $299. And it's really cool. I, I, oh, I can't say enough awesome things about this. It is literally the Hylian shield printed on a jacket in the coolest I was way about to say. It's literally just just the shield. It's, yeah. It, but jacket. It's <laughs> so cool, though. The way they did this is so cool. 
If you don't even want to buy it, just go click the link to have experienced this jacket. <laughs> because it's a good luck. It's great. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, it's I can't say enough nice things on the backside. It has the shield design with the Triforce embedded into it. Uh, the front, it has the actual, you know, red I guess eagle design. I don't really think we ever get an answer on what a bird it is. It's a bird. bird rock. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with it's rock. a rock. Um, but yeah, it's got the red. We're going to say rock design on the front uh, with the shield pattern. It's it's just fantastic. I can't say enough things. Nice things about it. Uh, but yeah, you can go to lucajackets.com to see this. And again, we will have the link in the show notes for this one. It's not as funny when you say it. I know. It's not as funny. Uh, but you know what is fun? Not so much funny, but you know what is fun? You want me to be nice? I would love you to be nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> then what is fun? Um, that's, it made it sound like you were asking me, what is fun? Uh, what is fun? <laughs> Baby, don't hurt me. <laughs> don't hurt me. No. So, uh, what's fun is reading some reviews from our oh so lovely listeners. And I have some pretty good ones today. Let's do it. So, uh, today we have from Papa Skr. Uh, that's how I'm pronouncing it. It is literally Papa SCR, but Papa Skr. Uh, love the show. Have a suggestion. Five stars. Can you do an episode on funny glitches? I would love nothing more than to do an episode on funny glitches. And I would love nothing more but to have Chris and Haney back. Uh, well, Chris for oh, the first please. time, but uh, we'll have Haney back to discuss this with me, Ariel. And uh, we're going to find some real funny glitches. <laughs> when when you said so, I'm not going to lie. When you were reading the review, I heard you say, love the show. Have a suggestion. Five stars. And I thought that was going to be it. And I was like, what's the suggestion? And I was so like, I had this like momentary like in my mind of like what happens if I if, if, if I never find out like I'm gonna have to live with the knowledge that this person has a suggestion and they haven't been able to voice it maybe the suggestion is five stars five stars <laughs> just just five stars telling other listeners just give five stars don't even you don't even have to listen to it just five star right now I'm not sure. I might have already given you guys a review, but if I haven't, I'm absolutely going to <laughs> make mine have a suggestion. Five stars. And then just like threatening in brackets. <laughs> oh, gosh. So our next one comes to us from Turkish Gal. It says, made our road trip easier. Five stars. This podcast saved our sanity during our road trip. My eight-year-old is a Zelda fan, and listening to this podcast stopped him from complaining that we still have a long way to go. Thank you. Uh, I'm so glad we could save a road trip. That is going on the longest list of success I have ever had. I, at the top. An eight-year-old? Yeah, well, at the top. I bet what happened was listening to Aaron talk probably put that eight-year-old to sleep. Oh, no. <laughs> Cause, cause his voice is so nice. And oh, soothing. okay. That's see, That's, nice yeah, redeem. Yeah. Nice redeem. <laughs> we'll go. We'll go with that. Oh goodness. Uh, the next one comes to us from Linkus Deletus. I love that name, and it's great. And this is this came to us through an email. 
Uh, it says, Dear LOZ Lorecast, Hi, I am a longtime gamer and a new listener. I can't review on Spotify app, so I'm sending you a review right now. I thought that what you guys said made a lot of sense and made the game sound amazing. I had first only played Breath of the Wild, but I've now tried Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Great choice, by the way. Just want to say that right there. I would like to give this podcast five out of five star review. And this now the end of my review. If you could, could please give me a shout out on your podcast. Thank you. Well, there's your shout out, Linkus. Thanks for review. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Uh, I will apologize because this one sent at the end of August and we've had some hiccups around getting stuff recorded at the end of August and the beginning of September. It's It's been chaos. Um, but uh, it's on here now. <laughs> Woo. So, uh, yeah. And while we're on the uh, topic of shout outs, Ariel, is there a specific uh, lovely entity that you would love to give a shout out to? Yeah, Rocky the podcast dog. <sighs> Anyone else? Uh... Charlie Transmutation, who I caught the other day fiddling with my ocarina that I got oh. from STL Ocarina. They're a pretty awesome place. And you know, if you go there and you use the promo code LOZLORE10, you can save 10% off. You know, when your cat decides to play it and breaks it, because, you know, that's what cats do. They just find the most expensive item in your house or the nicest looking one and go, yeet, broke. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, head on over to STL Ocarina. They have exquisite ocarinas. And even if you don't want an LOZ one, they have different kinds. Uh, I'm so glad you pitched that because they just announced they're doing a Lord of the Rings line. That is, I believe, on store right now, and there is some pretty awesome ocarinas up there. Oh, yeah. That is definitely, they were pretty cool. So, yeah. And definitely use our promo code to save yourself 10% off, which is, once again, LOZ Lore 10. I have gotten several pictures from fans, uh, and I think next episode, I'm going to collaborate all those pictures from fans. I'm going to call them out on, this, uh, on the podcast. And uh, I'm going to say uh, thanks for using the code. Also, everybody else use it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's Seriously, what's the it. harm in doing it? You save I mean, 10%. Uh, yeah. And that stacks, too. From what we've heard from a lot of fans, that stacks with whatever deals and discounts they're offering in store. Yeah. And then with that savings, you could buy me a Ocarina of Time map. Oh, my gosh. On Etsy for $20. <laughs> For instance, nobody's gonna buy you guys things. I know, but me and Daniel <laughs> keep trying. Daniel from our Resident Evil lore cast. Oh my gosh. So, uh, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs> so, the last thing uh, we have to talk about this is a very long mid break, but I've had so much fun with this one. Uh, the last thing we have to do is turn it over to uh, our lovely guest, Haney to uh, let us know about uh, one more delicious, lovely time about where you come from. I come from a place that brings you warmth, feelings of contentment, and just a really good, good vibe. You know what I'm saying? 
I come from the First Encounter podcast. So my name is Hanny. I am a co-host of First Encounter podcast, a video game podcast where me and my best friend of over 20 years, Chris, uh, take turns forcing each other to play video games from our childhood that the other one never got a chance to play. Um, season one featured Chris uh, forcing me to play Final Fantasy VII uh, from beginning to end. We captured all of my real emotions and reactions on Mike and mix them into a uh, retelling of the story uh, that we called the talk through. And that was a amazing time. Uh, and that's all wrapped up now. So you can listen to that end to end. And we're about halfway through season two right now. Uh, we are having Chris play Majora's Mask for the very first time. And uh, it's it's been a real treat. I, I highly recommend going to check it out. You can find us at www.firstencounterpodcast.com. From there, we have links to all of our socials. We have uh, links that you can uh, subscribe from to your podcatcher of choice or RSS feed. Uh, other than that, you can find us on Twitter at 1STEncounterPod. Uh, we also have a link to a Discord. We're pretty active uh, with our community in our Discord. And uh, Crit is a member, and we have a great time. I will agree to this. <laughs> So uh, season three is Resident Evil, right? Oh, don't tempt me. It it very well could be. It's on the list uh, because I yeah. have never played Resident what? Evil. Oh, what? it's about to be a fight behind the scenes. And oh, that Chris hurts. loves oh, that, Resident Evil. That hurts. Oh, uh, well, I I'm going to send Chris your way just in case he hasn't listened to the Resident Evil one. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure he knows it exists. Uh, dun, dun, dun. He's going to love it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we'll, we'll have to probably put Chris on that one. See if Chris wants to guest. Ah, uh, yes. Little solo Chris time. Little solo Chris time. Is he going to wait? Wait. Like is he going to come punching boulders? Oh, she did it. She made that joke. <laughs> I'm just saying. He absolutely Dang will. It. Oh, gosh. I don't even know how to end this now. <laughs> and let's get to the end of our episode. All right. So let's go to the end of our episode. You just copied me. I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome back to the unfortunate end of the episode. <sighs> Are you going to cry? I'm going to cry. I hate ending these things. I love talking about Legend of Zelda. So let's talk about more Legend of Zelda. Ariel. <laughs> yeah. Oh you have brought us some wonderful things. We've talked about all of the things in the in the first part of the episode and, you know, all the time shenanigans and how they kind of counteract reality and the aspect of, you know, what realistically should have happened and what actually has. But that leads us to what is actually happening in the timeline and I believe you've brought some wonderful theories for us to discuss, haven't you? Yeah, I brought a, a thing or two. A thing or two. A thing or two. You know a thing or two about a thing or two? <laughs> uh, no. So, this has to do with the timelines. And a lot of people have a lot of theories on where Breath of the Wild falls in the timelines. Mm-hmm. And all of them, well, most of them, pretty valid and make sense. But here's mine. So this is a merging of all three timelines. Okay. All three timelines have merged into one, which is where Breath of the Wild takes place. And, you know, like, 
yeah, I get there would be three different Zeldas, there'd be three different links. No, they merged as well. Okay. And it would explain, well, well, I think it would explain how Ganon is so powerful in this. Because it is the merging of the three of them, or, you know, the three. So, more powerful. This could explain why Zelda, in the beginning, couldn't use her powers. Because her powers weakened. Over all three timelines, using the, her power, okay, I weakened it. And Link, well, Link's sole purpose in life is, you know. Wow, that look. No. This is just my interpretation of it. His sole purpose in life is just to follow Zelda around and, you know, kill, <laughs> kill the bad guy. So that's just, that's him. I love how yeah. you oversimplify all of these things and it always is accurate. <laughs> you know, that's, that's his sole purpose in life. It makes sense, though. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm on board. Uh, so I, I have one, one question that isn't really anything to counteract anything you said, but... Um, obviously, Nintendo's a company. They're going to want to keep making money, so they're going to keep making Zelda games. Uh, so now, if we have all the timelines merged back into one uh, in Breath of the Wild, and again, have not played that one either. Really terrible. Sound like a really terrible <laughs> Zelda fan today, I think. But um, where do we go from here? So I know that uh, there's uh, Breath of the Wild 2 sometime on the way, um, but... Maybe even past Breath of the Wild too. Like, where do we do we split timelines again? Are they gonna keep it consolidated in one? Where do you think? Uh, I mean, and obviously, it could go anywhere still, right? But uh, what what would you what do you, what do you think you could see, or what do you what would you want to see in the future? So, how do I explain this? I see them continuing Breath of the Wild. With mm. the way it is, the open world, the exploring, the, you know, everything that they brought with Breath of the Wild. Continuing on with that. And keeping the one timeline. However, if they want to go back and add more, you know, they want to add one to the Heroes Fallen timeline. They want to, you know, whatever it may be. Right, that, because that wouldn't um, mean, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that they would... It would be like right after that last game, but before Breath of the Wild. And, see, and I don't even think they'd have to do that because Breath of the Wild takes place a thousand years after any of the other games. Yeah, so they got a lot of time to just oh, yeah. add some games in if they want to continue down the storyline as a precursor to Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility, a way they could do it. Yeah. Know? So then you would have whatever happens, like in Breath of the Wild 2, maybe it's ending the cycle. Yeah. Of them being reincarnated and coming back and ending the cycle, even with just Ganon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you could always throw in a new bad guy. But why not? There was Demise, there was Vati, was, you know. Yeah. Let's create a new one. Ganon's dead. There's always evil in the world. There's always going to be evil in the world. They'll find a new bad guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's not the hard part. Creating a new bad guy is not the... Uh... Yeah, definitely not the hard part. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I could see them continuing on, like, the actual storyline with Breath of the Wild, mm -hmm. continuing that on. But if they felt the need to 
do a different game with one of the other timelines, well, then you've got that time gap. You can just throw the games in there and, you know, make fans happy. Mm-hmm. I think what they did with Breath of the Wild was a very strategic and intelligent move as a company. Because they did... To not come out and officially say the... Placement. Yes, and th- them refusing to put it in a placement is great because Nintendo, this is why I love Nintendo out of all the other video game companies because Nintendo firmly believes in creativity and they believe in creating a condition of like self-worth and they're just an amazing company. Um, I mean, what do you expect from people who started off building toys? I mean, they understand creativity. So I love that they just kind of were like, you guys put it wherever you want and it's right. Okay, it's right. So and I also love that they've given themselves a big gap. The thousand years like Ariel's kept saying they can go back and do whatever. And I love that idea, too, because, you know, we might get a Majora's Mask, too. Uh, <clears throat> hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> um, but I have an actual... I have a prediction of what I think is going to happen in Breath of the Wild 2. I think I have an actual, a pretty good guess of where they're going to head with Breath of the Wild 2. Especially with the hints of powers and the images and things we've seen. So yes, uh, my prediction here is I believe that we are going to see the utilization of Link from a thousand years ago's reincarnation's powers. And we're going to see this through the usage of Zonai technology, which is we are going to discover potentially another branch of the Sheikah tribe after their great divide that we know of, which is the Sheikah and the Yiga. Um, I think we're going to find out the Zonai are a third branch of that. And I think that we are going to find out in addition to Link previous and, you know, reincarnation a thousand years ago being a Zonai, we're going to find out that there is a possible merger point, which is why he was Zonai, which is a more primal, natural tribe. And uh, I firmly believe that we are going to fig- find out that the Zonai were actually the ones that captured Ganon and locked him away below the castle in uh, the first game. So these are my predictions. I don't know how many of them are going to be right. They could be all, could be none, could be some. Uh, but this is kind of how I feel like the Breath of the Wild 2 game is going to go especially since we didn't get a whole lot of info on the Zonai. The Zonai's name is literally a translation for, um, I can't remember the exact, but it's basically puzzle in Japanese. Um, it's kind of a little pun kind of deal. There's a lot more to that name, but I can't remember exactly what it is. When we talk about the Zonai, mm-hmm. I will have my information in check, but <laughs> let's hope so. Let's hope, yeah, let's hope so. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's it's literally a translation. The Zonai were featured heavily in the background throughout the first game through carvings and the caves and, you know, statues and all kinds of different sites we visited. Even in the shrines themselves in the game, Zonai, you know, designs were present. I firmly believe that the Zonai are going to play a heavy part in part two. And I firmly believe that we are going to find out that Link 
his previous reincarnation was, in fact, a Zonai tribes member. So there's my predictions for Breath of the Wild 2. Woo! Electric Boogaloo. We'll, we'll see where it brings <laughs> us. Maybe I'll have played uh, Breath of the Wild 1 by the time it comes out. So when you come out, when you know come to guest, when we talk about Breath of the Wild 2 experiences, you'll be like, I know what I'm talking about now. I got this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna just make it my life's mission to play every Zelda game before the next time we talk. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, so, Ariel. Yes. I hear that you have another theory to go into. I do. However, it really doesn't have anything to do with time. <laughs> That's okay. We love theories here. So. Take us home. <laughs> so, in Breath of the Wild. You learn from the memories that, you know, Link had fallen and Zelda had heard the sword say to put him in the Shrine of Resurrection mm -hmm. so he'll come back, you know, whatever. My theory is that he died. That Link died. That Link died. Okay. And um, the Shrine of Resurrection, because this... it doesn't just heal you. It is a shrine of resurrection. It used his body as a template template to create this new link. And the reason, because it doesn't take a hundred years to heal. No. No. It took a hundred years to get this resurrected body. And the fact that he okay he had lost all of his memories you know it's said with resurrection that you have no uh memories of your past life but sometimes some things can trigger it mm -hmm. and so you in breath of the wild at playing as link you're going around getting all these memories it's trigger points for you to remember the past your past life uh link's past life at the start of the game and that's why Zelda was so adamant, because she too knew that he died. So I'm ready to say this isn't so much a theory as it's just fact. <laughs> because I love this so much. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense, it's, uh, but most theories do. I, I was following and I haven't even played this in the wild, so. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, though, is that you're right. It's not called the shrine of uh, bringing you back to life or, you know, the shrine of healing or, you know, whatever. Insert shrine of name here. It's the shrine of resurrection, meaning you're being brought back to life. And if you follow the rules of resurrection, you're right. You do majority of the time in fabled resurrection stories. The person has no idea about their previous life which happens in this game. Yeah, and the reason why Zelda is so adamant for you to remember is so you're more likely to go and beat Ganon <laughs> instead of just continuing living your life and, you know, wherever. <laughs> Could you imagine if Link just decided to be a carpenter after he was resurrected? I think he'd be a pretty cool carpenter. <laughs> I'm just saying that would be a totally different title. It's called Harvest Moon. No. <laughs> no. His name is just Farmer, <laughs> and it's Stardew Valley. <laughs> Stardew Valley. 
I, all I can think about now is Farmer Link. He's like, I don't know this Ganon character or who Zelda is. And I think I just found my new starting save. <laughs> <laughs> Farmer Link. <laughs> yep. I'm going to make a whole backstory. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, but no, I do. I do. I'm ready to just dive in and say this is this is fact. Like, there's no arguing you know, th- with theories, it's not that we argue theories. It's just, you know, as adamant lore people, we try to poke holes through theories to see if they will mesh well with the current, you know, flow of whatever insert game here and its canonical timelines or canonical events. There's no holes to poke in this. There's no arguing any direction. There's no devil's advocate. It is what it is. You've clearly stated facts. Done. I also have another really small. Oh boy! <laughs> and this one does have to deal with time. Oh. So hey. uh, the the Sheikas are time travelers. Okay, I'm gonna need you to explain this one because they're ninjas in my eyes. <laughs> so after Skyward Sword, mm-hmm. they leapt through time. Okay. Okay, so that's why, not all of them, that's why you only see a few in Ocarina of Time. Not very many. That, uh, the majority of them had time traveled into the future, and, you know, with Breath of the Wild, you have all the Sheikah technology. Mm-hmm. And they're gone. They just hop through time. <laughs> leave their leave little, their like, tra- oh, Leave well. their, like, techno trash? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys look like you could use this, but we're out, deuces. They just pop around time, wherever they feel like it. I mean, with the Sheikah Slate is how Link travels in Breath of the Wild. And it's, you know, the warping. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's that. It's every other, like, you know, he gets the stasis rune, which is the time stop of whatever item or, you know, what have you. Um... Everything's from the Shiga. That's all this time stuff. So they're time travelers. I mean, you can even argue the fact that in Skyward Sword, one of the enemies is called a Techno Moblin. And they are using technology like tasers and stuff. So if they had that, however many years you time travel when hitting the time stones in Skyward Sword, that means the Shika probably. I mean, they built the time gates for crying out loud in Skyward Sword. So it wouldn't be too far of a stretch to go. Yeah, we have giant megazords because uh, that's what I choose to look at the uh, divine beast as. They're just megazords. Uh, <laughs> Love it. Uh, yeah, we have these giant ancient tech megazords battle plan build. You know, we'll build them in the future and then dump it. I feel like whoever created the divine beast just loved animals. And just I think wanted to keep it one forever because it's mechanical. I've, I get it. I mean, I, you can argue either way. I I choose to believe that they just really liked Power Rangers. I'm just saying, <laughs> if I had the ability to create something like that, like, I'd want a salamander. I mean, yeah. Like, forever. <laughs> that shoots lasers out of its mouth? Yeah. Uh, sign me up. <laughs> yeah. I'm game. Why not? Sounds perfect. <laughs> oh, gosh. <sighs> well... 
Do you have any more lovely theories for us, Ariel? Um, I do, but I'm going to save them for when we get to Breath of the Wild, like in 50 years. So In 50 years. We have a lot of games to cover and a lot of things. So. <laughs> Got a yeah. lot of ground to cover. In 50 years, I will explain the rest of my theories. I think we're going to do Breath of the Wild stuff before Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. It's fine. <laughs> do you know how many games there are? Shh, Lots shh, of games. <laughs> we just have to get through one timeline. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, gosh. <laughs> so, I'm out of theories. Haney, do you have anything? I'm tapped out. I'm tapped out. So, I guess that sounds like we're at the end of our episode. We tried to we tried to drag this episode out as long as we could because it was just... I enjoyed recording this one. Yeah, it was nice to have somebody else to talk to. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I super appreciate both of you for having me. This was a wonderful time, and I love talking about some weird timey-wimey stuff with you, and I'd love to come talk more shenanigans anytime. Oh, I think I have a special episode that I would love you and Chris to come back on, and it's not too far off from here uh, because we have to talk about our dear lovely boy, Tingle. I cannot wait. So with that being said, uh, thank you for joining us. It was an incredible time. And uh, thank you, dear listener, for listening. And tune in next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you all for listening to The Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at LOZLoreCast. Intro and outro are done by Bentonal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this.